Issa Rae's Insecure is back. And it is back. <laughs> and it's, it's bittersweet because it's back, but then it's only back for what, 10 episodes, we believe. We don't like know how long it's going to be. Give or take. Now, she did give us 41 minutes today. She did. Yeah. And I was, looked at an interview recently and she said, she said they can give, HBO allows them to have flexibility with the first episode and mm. the last episode. So the premiere. Like premiere, got it. But she said all the episodes in the middle, they they have to be like twenty five minutes or something like that. Like they, it's a hard hard stop um, based mm-hmm. on the contracts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but before we get into what we just watched tonight, can we get into what we experienced tonight? Yeah. So we so if if you if you if you're listening to this and you were not in the room, mm-hmm. Ryan and I rushed home. We did to watch. Season five, episode one, because mm-hmm. we were with we were with the puzzle pieces tonight. We were with the puzzle pieces. Shout out to the puzzle pieces. Shout out to the great. puzzle pieces, and we had a good time. We were elevated. Oh, sometimes, the, sometimes the higher you are, the more the closer you are to God. <laughs> right. So we can so hear high. More Ooh, baby, she was just scraping this guy. Walking all night, you got me up so high. That's a good one. That's My turkey. Shoes are in the sky. Maybe later we can go, can go to the moon. That's a good yes. one. Yes. So sail the stars before, before the night. Through. Through. Yeah. <laughs> and when morning one. comes, we'll see the sun's not so far. Here it is, Brian, his revelation. And we can't get much closer to God to where, where we are. So we'll go to a place only lovers go. Yes. To a spot that we'll never know. To the top of the clouds we'll flow. the run. Away, yeah, and <laughs> oh, it feels so crazy. And oh, and this love is blazing. And baby, baby we're, we're so high, walking on cloud, cloud nine, walking on cloud nine. You got me up so high, so high, so high. So high. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in. He goes in, but no, for real though. We were Brown on a natural high. Yeah. Y'all came and gave us great love, great energy. Uh, it was just amazing. So this lets us know that we actually can't stop. Mm, can't stop, y'all, won't stop. Y'all encourage us that me and Brian got to get in the same room together. We, we got to sit down beside each other and just get make these this cameras on. Happen. Put these cameras on. Y'all see these beautiful black men. The beautiful black men. Look at I us. Mean, look at us. Look Curls at us. popping, skin look at popping. Us. Just oh, melanin. You look mm-hmm. good, brother. We, you do too, brother. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate it. <laughs> We're a good looking podcast. The best looking podcast there is. Best looking podcast. The finest, the finest niggas in podcasting. <laughs> History. Podcast history. Mm. <laughs> uh, but no, we appreciate y'all. But let's, 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 you know, let's get into the season five of it all. Oh, yes. So, Brian, yes. 
Spoiler alert, but you know, it's been well, okay. By the time you listen Actually, to this, it should have been how many days? Yeah, by the time you listen to this, if you're an insecure fan, you should have listened to it. But we will put we'll try to put the time frame in the description box this week of mm-hmm. when this moment in the podcast will come. Mm-hmm. Because if you ain't watched this, your father, we we only giving you grace this one week. Mm-hmm. Episodes two through ten. If we talk mm-hmm. about it during the during the it'll probably be in the billboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we talk about it again, you would not be so lucky to get a spoiler. But anyway, right. Brian. So it seems mm-hmm. as if they start off going to Stanford like a homecoming alumni. Yeah, homecoming. It seems yeah. like black alumni weekend because we didn't see a white person in sight. Nah, we, at first it didn't seem like it'd be like any white people, and then all <laughs> of a sudden they started sprinkling it in there, and then they did like this. They had like it was alumni weekend, but they had like ten year, fifteen year, twenty. Mm-hmm. It was like something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there wasn't any blacks and uh, any whites in there at one point. Not at one point, and maybe at PWIs, maybe the the black delegation gets together mm-hmm. and does that. I wouldn't know because I didn't go to a PWI. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brian was, you know, Brian, my brother was a non traditional student. Yeah, so, I was a non traditional um, student, so I didn't. Yeah, engage yeah, him yeah he, he ain't hit the 10, 15, 20 year mark yet. Mm-mm. But um, but yeah, so I don't I don't know what that looks like. But anyway, they're navigating Stanford. Right. Mm-hmm. And what this looks like. And they're reminiscing. And you can see that Issa and Molly are having this, this, t- these tension points. Yeah. It's uh, awkward. After reconciliation. Cause we, cause we, cause in this episode, they still did not reveal what that dinner conversation was. No, no, they didn't reveal the dinner conversation. They didn't really reveal as if they are. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm gonna go for okay. it. So, so eat, t- uh, not Tiffany. What's her name? Nikki, Nikki, who? Yeah, Nikki had a conversation with uh, Nikki. Who is Molly. Nikki? Not Nikki. What's her name? The, um, Kelly. I'm Kelly. I'm tripping. <laughs> high, high and lifted up. High and lifted up. Um, so Kelly had a conversation with with Molly, and Molly was like, "Like, when does it get like back to normal?" Mm-hmm. And and Kelly was like, "Me and Tiffany had our falling outs, and it took a while for us to get back to normal." Like she said, it I was just, fake normal for a long time. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And I think that's kind of again we don't know what that conversation at the at the, at the Chinese restaurant was or the Thai food or whatever place it was, we don't know. And I and part of me doesn't feel like they they probably apologize to one another, but it doesn't feel like they are in the clear yet. Yeah, I, but I think that's I mean think about in your marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even though it's different, that first, like after you settle the argument. That first few hours ain't you ain't back to loving each other. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Yeah, you you just got to a place where you've settled the disagreement. Yeah, you haven't got back to whatever your normal was. (laughs) In in, in most cases, you're still mad. mm Mm-hmm. You've just mature enough now to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's what Issa and Molly are. Like they've reconciled, but. Cause their their history is long, mm-hmm. but their beef and their tension was thick. Oh yeah, so it's going to take a lot, yeah, of time. Well, maybe not though. Cause we see at the end, the side at the end of this episode, the tide shifts. Like after they had the little fake robbery, mm-hmm. I think that was a moment for them to kind of realize, to bond like, or realize, right? We still love each other. We miss each other. Mm-hmm. But I still, again, I hate that we don't know what happened at that dinner table. Because in my mind, I feel like they haven't really you know, addressed the situation. I want to see that on camera. I want to see them have a heart-to-heart conversation and break down all of the foolishness. You know what I'm saying? Like all of the, 
this is how I felt. When you did this, this is how I felt. When when your life transitioned from this to that, yeah. uh, Issa, I felt left out. When I felt like you were hanging out with Condola more than mm-hmm. me, I felt like I did not know where I stood in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think those mature conversations we... I want to see on camera. I think in I think somebody said it at the um at the uh, at the event tonight. Like we want to see those conversations. We want to see the mature conversations. We want to see black folks being mature and having those good conversations. That's just you know my my goal for this season. Exactly. And I feel like while though while it we don't know, I feel like it is implied number one that they had it. Number two. Mm-hmm. Like in the previews of the next episodes, we see them reference. I think as Molly in the previews was like, you know, life got hard. We were trying to figure out, like, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like they, they've talked about it. If they haven't talked about it, it's definitely going to come up again mm-hmm. as some type of reference um, of what they got going on. Um, but did you not catch, Brian, how. And I don't want to trivialize mental health, and neither do I want to sit in a seat of understanding postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. But do we understand, like, do we see how kind of Tiffany's just automatically bounced back? Yeah. And again, they didn't address <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't, they addressed it, like, a roundabout way, like, when they were having that they conversation at the dinner table. Yeah. And he was like, he's had, he had a rough time, but like, no, you Dealing didn't address you. you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Address the fact that, like, yeah, like, you know, I, and I hope, again, I hope, I know we don't have so many seasons, so many minutes in the show. I want them to, like, just talk about some of this stuff. Like, the stuff that, you know, that happened last season that was major. Yeah. And I think those are things that people our age, millennials, go through postpartum depression. I'm pretty sure we know plenty of women who have had children had some some type of postpartum depression. Yeah, or, for sure. And I think those are conversations that need to be had. Like, to, you know, for even for, you know, to understand, like, hey, sis, I understand. And even with men, like, you are married to somebody who has had postpartum, not you, I'm talking about you personally, but mm-hmm. I think men need to hear those conversations about how did men handle or navigate the, those real life situations, you know? So I, I was off topic, but on topic, I guess. No, 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 no. It's, it's real because I think while women definitely bear the brunt of postpartum depression, I think men also, one, have to deal with you know, supporting your your wife or your, you know, your your co-parent, whatever the situation is, right? And then I think on another side of that is that we discount the the ability for men to go to a certain level of postpartum too. Mm-hmm. Um, because my life, because especially if I'm an active father, husband, my life has effectively changed as well. Like mm-hmm. physically, I, I can't even begin to compare the things that I went through physically and even emotionally while because of the physical changes and the physical um, bearing of a child, but what I can say is that my life in essence has changed, especially if I'm if I'm looking at it from my perspective as a father, Brian, and your perspective mm-hmm. as a father, right? It's like I can't sleep when I want to. I mm-hmm. can't move when I want to. I can't I can't even spend money in the same ways. I can't do anything in any way. And then I think they sh- that you know for Derek and them to say that we didn't even want this right now. Mm-hmm. Babies yep. was two years down the line for us. Yeah, and that was this that is, was a good point. Yep. Yeah, this is not even anything that we want, and I think I think that speaks to a greater issue, especially within the black community, is that we don't often plan our babies. Oh, yeah, great, great point. Especially <laughs> even in marriages, we don't plan. I know. I think me and Asher are the anomaly in terms of Jaden, because we all know Josh wasn't playing. 
But we sat down <laughs> and had a conversation, right? It was like, we think it's time to have another baby. We're young. We don't want our kids to be uh, too far in age. Let's try. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of but a lot of black couples don't have those conversations. We just oh, yeah, no. we just be out here having sex. Having sex, right? We just right. be shooting up clubs and nutting in people and 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 hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. Or the yeah. worst. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> we just be out here hoping, right? Listen. And I think that was a really point pray. in terms of in terms of Derek's perspective, like this wasn't this wasn't planned, and now we're here, and now my wife is going through, and now I feel alone. Yeah, I, I don't think we dealt with the fact that he felt he felt by himself too because mm-hmm. he had to be a good husband and a good mm-hmm. father, and mm-hmm. while while not having support for mm-hmm. what he was going through emotionally, because who was he yeah. going to depend on, Lawrence? Oh yeah, no, not at all. And 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 Jane? yeah, right. <laughs> but think about this though: like when they showed the reunion, he was the only man there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he, like so within that, like, where, who is his outlet? Who is his and, support? And, and at and, this point, and, no, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, so who, like, say, who does he go to? Nobody. But I think one thing that that showed us, which is beautiful as well, is that, like, Derek was there from the beginning. Like, Lawrence wasn't, he may be Issa's starting point in terms of the show, mm. but Derek is the starting point in terms of me and in their lives mm-hmm. because they all went to school together. Right. So we still don't quite know where Lawrence met Issa, but it was clearly after college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because he wasn't at Stanford. No, because he went to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Chad uh-huh. and Lawrence were obviously friends, so that's that connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really the friend group right there. That's the friend right. group. Right, right, right. So I guess within that, I, I wonder- I guess at that point, Derek didn't have- I mean, we didn't see any of Derek's male friends pop up. Mm-hmm. So who? So your point, who is his support? Right. Who does he go to? Who does he go to when he mm-hmm. needs something? Who does he... Well, and, and mind you, like, he had to... And the thing people don't understand is when, when you have, like, a spouse that's going through, like, mental stress and anxiety, like, you have to, you know, be there. But then at the same time, you can be going through mental stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. But as the man, in most cases, if you are, you know, the, the you, some type of man to where you, like, feel like your family is most important to you, like, it's... You're worried about their mental health, and you're worried about yours. You can be on the brink of of breakdown. So in that case, yeah. like, who do you who do you go to if you don't have any friends other than, of course, therapy? We do believe in that being a thing. Um, but like, who does he go to? How does he handle it? And it's just I don't know. I, I found that to be something that was uh, enlightening in terms of seeing him like that. No, for sure. And who would think we would be talking about Derek this much? Right, and and and, he, and the weird thing is like he's not even like a, a main character in terms of like no storyline. There's no like he's definitely had like a Chad type of experience in terms of the show. Yeah, there's no storyline, but within the small nuances and subtleties of his character, it, you know, he and on top of that, he he his wife is extra. You know, and he, I will say that he had a big focus this episode. Yes, and maybe yes. that was Issa's point to show. The other side of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not just Tiffany. It's right. also Derek, right? Right. And he has a past. He has a history. He has. He is a person. He is a character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he has depth. And I think it would be kind of cool, and I, I don't think they did this, but I think it was kind of cool that they went back and then gave us a little more context in the relationship group. About how to... Yeah, because I'm about to say, I hope that this episode is filled with points like 
I don't know if they're going to give us a full origin story of all of them, but mm-hmm. I hope it's filled with points of taking us back to learn. Because yeah. and because like any good show, they started us in the middle of their lives. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it would be great to see because now that we know so much about these characters, it would be great mm-hmm. to see like where they began. How So now we know how this friend group formed and how there was possibly another woman in this mm-hmm. friend group. Yeah, who turns out to be real shiesty in this episode? Shady. She yeah. set them up for the kill. Right. Um. And for fun, she's not doing well in her life. But she came off as if she was doing well. Like well, I'm, clearly, she's I'm not doing. But um, going back um uh, to the fact of uh, putting context to characters, uh-huh. I liked how Issa's younger self appeared. Oh, with the braces and all. Yes, and kind of knowing that at one point Issa wanted to be an attorney and be uh, start a firm with Molly, and and Molly went on and finished and pursued her. It went on to do it, and then Issa um, just doesn't know where where she wants to be, and that was that was so great. That was just a great um, kind of even though they do like a flashback, but kind of talking about that. Um, which again kind of adds additional fuel to what we've been talking about recently, like where how uh Issa just loved Molly so much because now we know that Molly pursued her goals. Yep. You know, and is successful in, in the field where Issa at some point, at one point, wanted to do that. Well, in and to John Campbell's point, shouts out to you who's at the uh event tonight. He said he loved Molly, and the main reason why he loved Molly was because she was career driven, you know, which um shows that clearly Issa and Molly were on the same path same school but mm-hmm. somewhere Issa fell off the uh off the path and then she even said in this episode she doesn't know um where she's going she doesn't know if she's on the right path which i think is one of the, the lines that resonated with me the most bro that's so fair because even in these big grown 30 ages i still i still like while i'm i think i've i've talked on this podcast plenty of times about how I was in terrible jobs mm-hmm. and now I'm at this great job but mm-hmm. I feel so as much as I love my job and I'm, and I'm gonna stop saying the company name on here because I don't know who listening as mm-hmm. the Lord continues to elevate us if you want to find <laughs> back go listen to old episodes right. um, but, but as I'm in this current job in this current role and mm-hmm. I love my work right. some days I still question like is this what I'm supposed to be doing long? like is this the is like this right. is, is this my lane Right. You know what I'm saying? And as the podcast advances, is this the lane or is this a side hustle? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Where, like, I think, and, and it's so beautiful because it was brought up tonight and me and Brian looked at each other was like, because somebody said, it's all about figuring life out. Me and Brian looked at each other like, nigga, that's, that's what the pod, that's, that's what literally do. what our podcast is about. Yeah. It's about figuring life out. Like all of our discussions, um, mm-hmm. as silly as they may seem, is about how we figure out life. And I think the beauty of our show and insecure and how we relate and all the things is that we're still like Brian, you know, and I, I know we joke about age a lot, but Brian is a whole four years older than me. <laughs> so for him to sit and say at almost 40 or close to 40, I ain't gonna say almost yeah. 40, closer to 40 than I am, <laughs> you know, to say I'm still figuring that out. And me at 32 saying I'm still figuring it out, right? right? And then just to think about some of the differences that we have in terms of degrees and things like that. I got three degrees. And I'm mm-hmm. still figuring it out. Brian, you know what I'm saying? Brian has lived more life than me and still right. figuring it out. Like been mm-hmm. married longer than me and still figuring it out. So I think it really doesn't matter where you are in life. I think if you are committed to growth 
and development, there's always a piece of you that's trying to figure it out because there's mm. a piece of you that wanted to know what's next. That's wanting yeah. to know how can I be better or how can I evolve or yeah. is this the thing? So, I, And I think even if we get to the moment of evolution where we decide that this is my space, mm. I think if you're a person committed to growth and development, then you also want to know if this is my space, how can I be better in this space? Yeah. How can I advance this space? Right. So it's all it's just always continuous question of what's next. And I think Issa is in that space, but I want to say she's internalizing it negatively. And uh-huh. she's not looking at it as growth. She's looking at it as I haven't made it. And I think Molly does something beautiful. Mm-hmm. When they're walking on Stanford's campus and say, girl, you own your own business. Like, look at, like, right. she brought Issa to, she brought her to the car and said, girl, look at you. Right. You're and on she, this and, whole and she even backed up and said, I don't even own my own. You're like, she, my, and I'm mistaken if correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Molly was like, I don't even own my own business. Girl, you yeah. own your own business. Yeah. You're a CEO. You're like, a CEO. Right. Um, and and I, I would agree with that. I, and I think, again, the title, Insecure, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what Issa is. She's just insecure about the fact that she, She's of course she's an awkward black girl, but now even yes. when things are doing well, she's insecure in the fact of like, do I belong here? Am I still good enough? And is what I'm I'm doing currently is it affecting change in the world? Is it you know? And, I, and is it looking at the preview for the season? I kind of feel like that's going to be the growing the theme of of uh, of this season is really just her being insecure about who she is, where she is, mm-hmm. and her growth. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully at some point she realizes like. And accepts the fact that she is growing yeah. as, as, as whatever pace that is, she's still growing. And, and again, like I've said, you've said it, um, we are committed to growth. Uh, we understand that, you know, in our faith walk, we always believe that, you know, you're always going to continue to grow until you die. Right. Hopefully mm-hmm. if you, mm-hmm. if that's what you want. Um, but I even like, again, I'm 36 and at this point, I'm, I'm always questioning, like, am I on the right path? Is, did I do the right, is it the right life I've chosen? Right. Right. I have the nice house and I have the nice car in the corporate job. All the things that I wanted when I was younger, right? At the little me, Brian, little Brian was like, hey, grow up. This is what you want, right? Wife, kid, nice house, nice car, decent bank account. God has been good to us, right? But then even still, it's after I sit down and look at it and like, is that is that all? Is that really what life is supposed to be? Is this, is this where I'm supposed to be? Long term, again, like you said, the podcast books. I enjoy this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It's just so weird. And I think it's always searching um, for the next. But then sometimes we have to really, I think, sometimes embrace our now and mm. celebrate our now. Yeah. Like we're so busy, like looking for the future, like, well, what's next? What's next? What's next? And we're not celebrating the now. The the lifestyle I have right now, the old me would have been like, nigga, like you made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not really enjoying it. Right. And I'm not really, <laughs> start off from the bottom, now we're here. And yeah. I'm not relishing in the fact of like, Nigga, we out here like Josh and I, like we know our humble beginnings. You know what I'm saying? And right now we out here living. And so I think it's one of those situations where Issa has to look at her life, hopefully at some point, and be like, from season one, you know, I was in a terrible place. Um, but now I'm at least I at least have some type of vision. And I want to say something. Do you have something to say before I go to something that she said that was pretty good? Cool? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So she was talking about the fact that she feels like there's she has no control over her life. Mm, mm-hmm. Everything in her life um, is being controlled by somebody else. She was like, I drive Even Lyft. Lyft. 
Mm-hmm. They ain't telling me where to go. <laughs> and I guess when I ask this question, do you feel like that in life right now? Or have you I, felt like you, that? Or? You know, part of me does. Like, again, if I go back to my job situation, why I've landed what some would consider the... Because even when I tell people what I do, mm-hmm. people who know me would be like, oh, Josh, that's perfect for you. Because they know. So I work in the DNI space. And part mm-hmm. of my role is training on DNI. And they was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's your thing. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes I love telling white people the ways in which that they're doing wrong, right? <laughs> and yeah. how they could do better. I love that. But again, to your point, because I work in, I still, I mean, I guess, I don't know if you call it corporate America because it's a nonprofit, but it's mm-hmm. a major nonprofit. So happy. Yeah. So my job feels like corporate America. Yeah. Um, but like, I still have a, a supervisor. I still have weekly check-ins that I sometimes yep. roll my eyes at, right? Yep. Um, I, still, I still have, I'm committed to these meetings and all these different things. So even with the flexibility of working from home, there is not this thing where I feel like, you know, so I have control. Yep. Like the podcast, we have control over. This is our yeah. baby. Show. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're literally recording right now on a Sunday for an episode mm-hmm. that's going to drop on a Thursday, right? Right. Um, so we understand how we can fluctuate, how we can make this thing work. Um, based on what we want to do, but like there's just certain elements in my life, like even with my kids, right? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I love my children, but when I had kids, here's this thing we can talk about, Lawrence later is that, and Brian, you can probably recognize this, this now that you're, you know, two years in the game, yeah, is that your kids now dictate a level oh. of how you live life. Oh yeah, every day. This yeah, because because they're like there's like things my friends want to do, like. You know, workout classes and stuff I want to be a part of. There are like some evening classes that happen because everybody knows me loves, I love working out. They're like, Josh, mm-hmm. you want to come to this 730 club? Like, no, I have, my kids got soccer practice. Like, mm-hmm. I'm committed to soccer practice. Like, mm-hmm. and now as you sign up for basketball, I'm committed to basketball, right? So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have capacity right. to do something to, to move in the way that I just would freely move, right? Mm-hmm. So to, to answer your question directly, yes, in some respects, I feel like I don't have control because mm-hmm. there are so many other factors based on where I am in life that controls, right. that literally, it's literally controlling my life. So even yeah. if I decide to do something, I'm restricted in a sense because I gotta, mm-hmm. I have to navigate it so I can still show up and give 100% over here. Because I can't give 100% in this area right. and then get to my kids and my family and not give 100%, right? Yeah. So uh, in some regards, yes, I have a lot of control. But Brian, I guess the question is, as you continue to matriculate through adulthood, right? As mm-hmm. we're figuring out life, right. do we ever get, when do we ever get to the point, maybe until retirement or whatever that looks like, that we actually regain, you know, and 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 for all the super saints, we're not discounting like the, the authority and the lordship of God. Right? <laughs> we know that that's a thing. Right. But in terms of free will and free choice, when do we really get to the point that where we have control, like we have full control over every aspect of our life? You don't, unless you are like a Jeff Bezos, where you just have a, a buku amount of money and you mm-hmm. can wake up and just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I think at that point, and it, I think he has like a wife too or something like that. So even yeah, still, like, I think, oh, divorce. Yeah. And then, but he has like, yeah. So, so yeah, if a, a, you have to be 100% single and 100% rich to not have to deal with anything and really just dictate your own life. Mm. Um. And and do you think about that? Like you know, not to to rethink life, right? But when Issa was saying, like, I'm on the right path. Like, did, did I choose the the right path? Right? Did I choose? Yeah. yeah. Is the is the wife, the kid, the house? Is, is the career I'm working? Is that the right path? Right? Because sometimes you're thinking like these things literally control my life. Right? Um, if you are a any type of husband that's really devoted or a father that's really devoted, like you said earlier. 
you put like you your day you wake up, it's like, okay, so what does my wife need? What does my child need mm-hmm. today? Before you even think about like in most cases, about like Josh, you're probably thinking like, all right, the kid boys gotta do this, boys gotta yep. do that. Yep. You know, I have my workout schedule, but I'm probably gotta if the boys need to do XYZ, then I may have to I'm shift changing those everything things. around. Yep. Right. So and and it's and it's kind of like you know, and, and sometimes and I'm be be transparent, and sometimes it's depressing. It's really depressing, the fact of like I really have no control of my life, mm-hmm. and I can't. When I wake up, it's I'm it's it's serving, 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 but, serving. But I think serving. here's the key, and we talked about this tonight a little bit at the live show, is that when we talked about Lawrence and Condola, I think sometimes mm-hmm. the way we disrupt that is to mm-hmm. is to always choose us, right. So even when you're married, even when you're a father, it is mm-hmm. it is making the choice of, you know what? I'm your daddy, but right now I'm choosing me. Right. Right. I'm your husband, but I'm choosing me. And mm-hmm. maybe choosing me means a no to and maybe we can have a whole conversation on that one day, the power of no and what mm-hmm. that means, especially as husbands and fathers. But right mm-hmm. now, choosing me may be disappointing to you. But mm-hmm. in order for me to be continue to be the best of whatever you experience, mm-hmm. I need you to receive this no. Right. And I think that's where Issa needs to get to. Like maybe because as her business is building, like maybe there's a sacrifice that has to come. Like this is this lift money really worth it? Right. You know what I'm saying? So maybe maybe this is a piece of control I can let go. Choose right. me so I can dedicate some time to this business. Cause as in the previews, we see the block is taking off. She yeah. got an oh, office yeah. space. It's like mm-hmm. on the front of a building. Yeah, uh, she's having Instagram page, right? It seems as if that like yeah. there's she's planning for another big event. We see her with the executive assistant again with the headpiece. Right. So like something, something's happening, right? right? So I think it's a matter of choosing the things. Going back to previous episode that no longer mm-hmm. serve us, right? Mm-hmm. And prioritizing ourselves while right. letting people know I'm not throwing you away, baby. But right now, mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. I gotta keep choosing me. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I think the fact is, uh, I, and I'm just—I guess be challenging to myself, challenging you, challenging all of our listeners. What are some things in your life right now mm-hmm. that you can eliminate, right? That that will allow you to choose yourself, or even put in and put in a proper space, right? That would allow you or give you the opportunity to choose yourself a little more frequently. Like, the, like she said about the lift thing. Like she don't have to drive lift no more. That's one she thing in your life to. that you can get rid of. That's not controlling. Um, and I, she's clearly irritated with the apartment too, because she said, "I'm still plunging toilets and controlling something for somebody else's home." So I guess yeah. it's the block made enough money where seven fifty, like you can afford more than seven fifty, because I think seven fifty was the rent for the pro- for the property manager fee. Mm-hmm. So can you afford more, right? And right. it's about making that. Maybe if I pay more, my money might be tighter. But it's the because I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm at, I'm at the grown age where I'm paying for peace of mind. Oh yeah, I'm paying oh, for yeah. convenience and Conven- I'm paying oh, for peace. Yeah. Oh, easy. So if that means that I give up this job and I go from a seven fifty a month to a twelve hundred dollar a month or thirteen hundred dollar a month, then Mm -hmm. that's just what. If if I got the money to do it, that just means that the budget somewhere else got to get cut. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'm agree. I'm that person. Mm -hmm. The older I get in life, the more things of I don't have to do this. I can pay. I can afford to do this and have somebody do it for me. By all means. Just side note, but related. When my lawnmower broke last summer. And I knew that we had money to pay for a lawn care man. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not fixing this lawnmower. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't like cutting the grass anyway. Mm-mm. So no. I'm just going to pay this man $50, $60 to cut the front and back. And trim. Like it's $60 every two weeks. And it's yeah. just during the summer. 
Because I oh, yeah. think we got our last cut. We probably won't get another cut until spring. He may give us one more cut, just mm-hmm. depending on how the weather is. But beyond right. that, this we're coming up on the end. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just yeah. in a space to where if you can afford it, make room for peace and convenience. I think Issa is itching up, um, inching up rather mm-hmm. to that space of determining what's what's realistic, what's feasible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we're going to see that in the relationships and. Let's head there as we get ready to wrap up. Okay. We see at the very end, major spoiler, spoiler alert, uh-huh. we didn't even wait until the depth of the season. Her oh, and Lawrence no. broke up immediately. Oh, yeah. She said, uh, I'm, to, to your point, I'm choosing me. Yep. She's, they, she, he dropped her off and said, I had time. To, but there's the thing. They got, in, they got in the car. They kissed. They kissed. They were joking and laughing on the way home. And she got out the car and said, I had time to think. And Man. Lawrence already knew. He said, I know. Mm-hmm. Which means that he's been doing some introspection as well. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm gonna ask the question again. Now that we watched episode one, Brian, mm-hmm. do you think that the Issa and Lauren story is over just because it know. ended tonight? I don't know, man. Or is this a wrench in the storyline? I think it's a wrench. And look, look, looking at the previews for the, you know, uh, for those, you know, not a spoiler because the previews. Um, I did see that her there were moments where she was with Lawrence again, not necessarily together. But in settings where we're together, and she was looking at him like, oh, Lawrence, I miss you. Mm-hmm. But then also, it seemed like uh, Kofi um, may end up being like a love interest. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. To where, so I'm like, well, maybe she, you know, looks at Lawrence and sees Lawrence, but then now finds another dude who's different and, you know, may have something. I don't I don't know. It's weird, man. I, and I, yeah. we also see that her and Nathan have a real friendship. And I yeah. asked the question tonight, was Nathan's return foretelling? And everybody's like, nope, Nathan's done. But Nathan... Yeah. Um, it's, I, I think it's... We talk about this about friends and dating. We talked about how men and women can be friends, but it gets complicated when you've actually had a relationship and had sex. And I mm-hmm. think that's that's what makes Nathan's returns different. Because she, even though what they had was short-lived, mm-hmm. he was the only long term like serious relationship that she had outside of Lawrence. Right. And the fact that they're now building a friendship mm-hmm. outside of the sex and all. Like so they know sex is good together. They've experienced mm-hmm. it. They know right. that they vibe. They've experienced it. Now that they're mm-hmm. building a friendship, right? It's like is Nathan, you know, is Nathan now another consideration? Because he seems as if He's gotten himself together. And I think everybody right. deserves the grace to get themselves together. Whether whether you allow a person to come back into your space in the same capacity is a different conversation. But I think everybody deserves the space to get themselves together. And now that he has and she's giving him access, mm-hmm. right? What does that mean for Nathan? Yeah. Uh, and I think I you may Daniel's have... done. But what does that mean for Nathan? Yeah. And I, but I think you may have said this the other day. Like tonight. I would say tonight. Like in terms of uh, Nathan being a potential replacement for Molly, like in terms of mm, mm-hmm. another friend, like a uh, a friend who's like a good friend who you know in the season finale of the last season, you know, showed that he was there for Molly, not mm-hmm. there for Issa. That is, excuse me, there for Issa, ride or die for Issa, um, even on a plutonic level. Um, and then when she when he found out that she was talking to Lawrence, he was kind of like upset about it. But he was like, even at not even on some like I want to be with you, but also like you doing that again. So this like with this nigga like you mm-hmm. better than that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that might be a thing. So I think Nathan has a, a potential to be somebody, 
Uh, one of the friends of the podcast said tonight, he said he's Casper. Can I call him Casper? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, but I I think at this point, they're going to – I think Nathan has a possibility. I think Lawrence has a possibility. And I think if I somebody that threw Kofi in there, I think he's going to be um, – I don't know what his character is going to be called yet, but I know he's going to be – I feel like he's going to be a um, another person in there who has the potential to get Issa's heart. No, for sure. I'm not. I'm not even. I don't disagree with that. I th- I don't know if you go back to last week's episode. My season five predictions have not changed. Mm-hmm. I think tonight gives me perspective mm-hmm. on how it may play out over the next right. nine episodes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that it has changed. Has any of your predictions changed, Brian? As we wrap up the living room tonight? No, I think was. I think my prediction was the fact that like I don't think Issa and Lawrence want to get together. Even though mm-hmm. I, you know, I was definitely. I think we both all. landed there. Yeah, even though I'm always rooting for black people to get together, but you know, I think it should. It'll be so much for Issa to have the growth in terms of like not being down for the bull, and then mm. say, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'll be a stepmom to the child." You know what I'm saying? Because that's what's gonna be like, regardless of if you know. But it, it, it's, and even if Lawrence says like, "No, nah, I don't want to be dad to this child," it's like, how can you be his girl and then not let him take every shot? It's just to me. It, to me. Lawrence situation is too much. And I and I think our sisters from sufficiently black, I think it might have been Janae said it like I don't want to see um Issa have to go through like the the black woman going through the drama. Like why can't she just choose to be happy with somebody else or have to have to accept being the baby mama or not a baby mama, the stepmama or something like that. Like why can't she just be happy with somebody else instead of having to deal with Lawrence cheating on her, not cheating on her, uh, Lawrence now having a baby by somebody else and then mm-hmm. being willing to accept that. Like, why can't she just go somewhere else and be happy? I think that's something that Janae said last week. Um, yeah, that's, that's how I feel. I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I feel like they they may flirt with the idea, but I think something, if she thought about it, I think at some point it's not, they're not, she's not going back to that. Gotcha. No, I, I agree. I agree. I don't think, again, I think I said it tonight and I think I didn't say this before, but I said tonight during the live show. We keep talking about the live show because y'all niggas missed it if you weren't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but tonight, I think the fairy tale love affair that we see coming together is Issa and Molly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and whether you watch it or not, girlfriends, I think, sets the, the tone for that. Like Joan mm-hmm. and Tony were the fairy yep. tale. Like that was the love story in, in essence. Um, and the men in their lives is because they chose to have them. And we, you know, kind of like to Janae's point last week, like I can be an independent woman and still want a man, but it is my mm-hmm. choice. And I think that's what right. we're going to see with Issa. It is going to be her choosing herself. Mm-hmm. And maybe the episode ends kind of like maybe season five ends kind of the same way season four ended. They go yeah. through this breakup and they're like, you know what, Lawrence, I do want you. Mm-hmm. And let's figure this out. And maybe that's how we're left. Like right. with them deciding to figure it out. So maybe we never get to see the love story, the fairy tale, but we mm-hmm. do see them make definitive decisions. Cause like I think Brian, you brought up tonight yeah. that Issa said that um, you know, when the show ends, these characters' lives don't end. Because I mean they're 30 some years old and they're not oh, yeah. dying, right? Right. right. So I think whatever we see, we're gonna see definitive decisions. And mm-hmm. we as viewers, we as fans, we as insecure people are gonna have to live with whatever those definitive decisions are and just let it be. So unless Issa gives us a movie one day, you know, but even right. in a movie, unless they all die, there's still room for speculation and hypothesis right. and whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. But anyway. She said, she said adamantly that she's not making a movie. She said after this season, that's it. There's no, 
nothing else, no sequels, no prequels. Well, mm-hmm. she didn't say that, no prequels, but she basically said like, Insecure is done after this. Like, yeah, and, and that's fair. I, and I think it's great to end a story on a high note and just let it mm-hmm. let it end and let it be. Um, but no, bro, this has been this has been an amazing five years or so, maybe yep. six years. Mm-hmm. I think they took a year off that one oh, yeah. odd year when she was mm-hmm. doing movies and stuff. Uh, but this has been an amazing ride. We're super excited. So while me and Brian probably want to do a full recap mm-hmm. and full Issa episode, no time soon, probably until the, the season finale. Um, mm. You're definitely going to be hearing our takes every week as we watch it. Yeah. So look out for it in the billboard. Look out for it somewhere in the podcast. Um, right. For everybody who came tonight, we love y'all. Y'all we do. really. I don't think y'all know how much y'all encouraged me and Brian. That was it. Was dope. It was great. Great time. Great time. It I was think dope for, And this may be a lot, but I think it might be a decent idea. Is to invite some of our friends to have some of these insecure talks with us. I don't know. It might be a lot. But insecure talks. Yeah, because we had we had a great insecure insecure talk tonight, and people yeah, had some sure. great ideas, some great you know, um, some great things. But uh, I don't know. I think so, we can cut off offline. So maybe we, maybe we you know we could we can discuss this right here. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe we go live on the pod on the uh-huh. IG or something, mm-hmm. and then invite a few people in the room and yeah, like you I know trade so. out a few voices every now and then, just kind of have some discussion. Maybe maybe that's the idea. But I don't know. We'll work through it anyway. We'll work through it. We love y'all. We appreciate we y'all. Do. That is a wrap. Good night, y'all. Love you.